So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have with us today um, the owner of the JWF, who's come on to our podcast um, to announce a very, a very important thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to bring out Captain Tibbs. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. I'm uh, Captain Tibbs, owner of the JWF and several other intellectual properties to do with wrestling bees and bears <clears throat> and today I I want to tell you that I've I haven't been honest with you I've I've been putting family above wrestling because I I came today to announce my son <gasps> and here he is what he's been in this company for a long time now. It does seem a bit weird that you had a son we didn't know about who was also in the same company, but okay. Look, it's who, who stranger it? things have happened. But I've been too ashamed because he's half Canadian. <laughs> oh, Ken. Oh my god. Canada Charlie. Canada Charlie is the child. <laughs> Oh, Captain Tibbs, how will this affect things? Charlie Puppy, come here. Oh my god. Give me daddy a hug. Oh, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle, they are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the B. Yes. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Dylan. And together, they are known as the Fight Boys. And welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly wrestling podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, as always, Scotty Moore, joined this week by my partner in crime, my joint tag team champion, it is a Mr. Blake Tanner. Whoop. How's it going? And the JWF champion himself is here. It is the man, the myth, the Dylan! Hola. <laughs> I, I like how excited I start the show <laughs> that it gets to you guys. Hey. So, What's up? This is the energy in the room right now. I would assume that's the energy because you both just read that Talking Smack <laughs> is getting cancelled. Oh, I've been there for a few days now, and I'm just... I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. It is a thing, like, apparently they're still doing them post-pay-per-view, and I kind of get it. But also, yeah. at the same time, like, there are two options. Cancel 205 Live, or Quit cancel Talking Smack. And cancel 205 Live, put two dozen wrestlers out of a job, or cancel Talking Smack, and, like, move Daniel Bryant from basically having the platform where he was making the company look 
really, really dumb on a weekly basis because he was basically <laughs> daring them uh, every week to fire his ass. Uh, oh, I wouldn't I mean, doubt. If, if they knew it was the last episode of Talking Smack, Daniel Bryan mm -hmm. would have came out in a button-up shirt but then ripped it out and it just said, Zero fucks given. <laughs> He would have come out. Oh, no, I wouldn't have. Zero fucks I, I, given, Brian. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been surprised if he just came out, but he had one of his shirts from back when he was the American Dragon, and it just said American Dragon Brian Danielson on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he just and he just didn't fucking acknowledge it at all. Just the whole. Oh. And then like people are looking at him about his shirt, and he's like, "What? It's a T-shirt. I just, found it in the back." They're just dragging him <laughs> off stage, and he just keeps yelling, "You're gonna get your fucking head kicked in." <laughs> It's the final <laughs> countdown. Come with me, Daniel. No, Daniel. no. And that's what he's. And that's what he. That's what he. he he's like. Yeah, you could say that this. Uh, this show is. Uh, is. Is entering its final countdown. And he's just if making like a uh, bunch of fucking self references to like on, pop the audience. On par with the Hardy promo from last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. The only thing, really, the like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just waiting for when Daniel Bryan's contract expires. Because that's when I expect mm -hmm. people to start hearing murmurs about CM Punk. Oh, yeah, right. Like, like I feel like I feel like I, I feel like Brian is like like the last piece of the puzzle necessary mm -hmm. to be, like just Brian to be on the Indies be like Punk, come on, like let's go show, let's yeah. together show the world that WWE isn't a thing, and then Punk's bitter ass is just like, yeah, you're right. Let's, I, I've always wanted to wrestle either with or against the Young Bucks. <laughs> and then, like, Oh, that thing. would be great. I don't think they're like. I think if Daniel called Punk up, he'd just be like, "Ah, shit." All right, what I guess. Does he want? Fine. He just answers the phone, just like, "Fucking, just tell me what juice did you make this week, Daniel? <laughs> what from your garden did you pick in juice? I know." <laughs> oh, actually, about wrestling this time. I mean, uh... oh, oh wow, amazing. Oh, okay, I mean, this is different enough, I guess. Fine. Well, uh, there yeah. there are always rumors about CM Punk and wrestling. There are fucking rumors that started spreading as soon as Kurt Angle was like, I've got a big announcement. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> CM Punk is the, um... Oh, God, what's, what's the best way to describe him? Yeah, CM Punk is basically the Half-Life 3 <laughs> of pro wrestling at this point. Oh, man. I think, I think my, my, like... Favorite and least favorite thing is before I knew that CM Punk was actually like had actually quit. I had this great fantasy booking back in 2014 about what I thought they should do with him. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. G going into Elimination Chamber because because like it was at that point where uh, WWE hadn't done anything like fun or interesting. Like the Authority was getting into that point where you're just like Jesus Christ, kill me. <laughs> Right. And, like, they were, they just kept screwing over CM Punk every week, and I was like, what if CM Punk was just like, you know what, fuck it. And, like, what if he pulled a rock and became the voice of authority instead of the voice of the voiceless? <laughs> and, like, was like, I sold out so I could finally main event WrestleMania. And then, like, oh. like, like, like and had that storyline. And, I, I, like, I, I, going into that pay-per-view, I was like, actually, that would that would make a lot of sense. I wonder if they're actually gonna, gonna do that, because they've just been beating the shit out of him for weeks. Like, this is getting to the point where he's just gonna be like, fine. And then it turned out the reason that he had, you didn't see him for a couple weeks because he quit. Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, instead of CM Punk fighting back against the authority, he just said, fuck it, and left the company. Yeah. And then when he, then the next day when he didn't show up, you're like, fuck, my booking came true! <laughs> no, oh, I would have been way... I, I, I would have been way better 
and like I would I would have quit everything with that. I wouldn't be doing so horribly horribly in the G1 climax picks if I could fucking see into the future that well. Uh, you could. <laughs> By the way, I I want to I want it stated as a record. I wanted to have that be a thing. For the podcast, where every week we see which one of us is the best at guessing how the fuck Gato from New Japan books. Fucking Scotty didn't didn't do it, and then he didn't tell Blake about it. Oh, I didn't tell Blake I didn't about even it. Know yeah, about I know it. you did it. Shit. Well, I don't keep up with New Japan enough. If you were just like, let's pick Bola this year, I'd be like, okay. But with New Japan, it would just be it's like, gonna okay, be Travis it's... Banks. There, I just picked Bola for you. <laughs> I don't know. Mine was uh, Matt Riddle. I'm going with Matt Riddle for Bola. See, I don't keep up with Bola. Enough, we could do that. So... The, have they? Have they? Wait, have they released the? If they, have they released the tournament? If so, we should really do that breakdown where we're just like, all right, let's go. To, let's go through each of the rounds and see where we think this bitch is heading. Do they? Oh yeah. Well, they, I, I know they. Uh, they've announced who's in it. They have not announced the actual things, but yeah, we could. I know Matt Riddle's in it. That's why I was like. I don't know, Zack Saber probably not. Oh, Matt actually, Riddle. no. They probably have. They, they actually have the the night one and two and everything. Ooh. Oh yeah, we can do that. We'll have to do that sometime yeah. soon. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, Blake, Fallout from last week. Dylan wasn't here for this because Dylan had to do better things than hear us. <laughs> really, just get angry about Alberto Del Rio. Oh yeah. But even more has come out. Yeah, he 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 like engaged in domestic violence less than thirty minutes away from where I live. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Things to be proud yeah, of. As soon as I, as soon as I leave, this happens. I was the only thing holding it together. <laughs> or by, by the way, before we, before we move, move on, I do want to point out that for Bola, uh, Kenny Omega is coming back for the, so that the elite can wrestle, uh, can wrestle together. Oh, oh yeah. The hell. Oh. Yes. Um. Oh God. Apparently, they got a lady who uh, just said like apparently. Paige was screaming, you're an abusive husband, I hate you, you ruined my life, you ruined my career. Accurate. Mm -hmm. um, and then apparently, Alberto, uh, to someone else, goes, check her back, she's got all the cocaine in it, it's all hers. Yep, I remember, jeez. This isn't... And then, in case you were wondering just how fucked up Alberto Del Rio is, he did also say something like... I hope your fucking uncle dies tomorrow. Yeah, to which like and then, Jesus yeah, it's, Christ. It's, it's it's real it's it's real bad and it's like it's not getting better and like no. it's 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 turned from being like kind of entertaining. it's it's become really sad and I really want it to stop. Although yep. my favorite salty thing to come out of this are like I don't know, being from the south, I love redneck family like like when they're like, we're family, we're sticking together, and I'll fuck up anybody who fucks up with my sister. Apparently, that happens in England as well. Yep. Because fuck Paige's brother is just like, oh, oh, Scotty, in. if you didn't know, the South and England are very similar. Well, given I'm from a I'm from a city called Oxford, and Blake's near a city called Birmingham, we're aware of that. <laughs> Like, this is where all of the English people came after the Revolutionary War, mm -hmm. and then their accents just got worse, and that's what turned into a southern accent. Uh, I'm using that one. I'm using that one. That one's, oh, yeah. That one's showing up in a conversation later. Also, I'm a big fan of the fact that uh, apparently Paige's 
dad owns like World Association of Wrestling, and Alberto was the champion. Mm-hmm. And today, in the ultimate passive aggressiveness, they were just like, the WAW Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship has been declared vacant at last night's Academy show. <laughs> oh. No mention of him. No, not even a bit of just like, no. hey, by the way, fuck this guy. Oh. They were just like, we're getting rid of him. I wouldn't. Oh, no, I would never say his name again. He would be He would be more stricken from my records than Chris Benoit. Yeah. Uh, the, the, worst, the worst thing is... Uh, is the fact that like GFW has like months of tapings with him in it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they and they were, I, I believe I believe GFW was even like, um, yeah, we're not gonna edit him out because that'd be too much work. But hey, we don't like him. No, well, no, he, they said that if if they did, it would be worse than if they left it in. Cause then, oh yeah, because then like. You know, but if they leave it in there and then they just like the next show, they're just like, "Hey, listen, um, your contract. We're buying out the rest of your contract. You got one more show tonight, and we're gonna fucking destroy you. And then you're just gonna leave. It's gonna be great. Uh, I'm gonna... Gonna... Also, you're gonna come out and you're gonna be wearing a mask like your family does, except the mask just has a uh, sticky note in front of your face. <laughs> that, that's your new gimmick. I want them to just get their stiffest oh, boys. No, he can't. See, he can't show up again because, like, he was a he was a babyface, and he will be booed out of the goddamn building. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, guys. We got to be careful though talking about Anthem Sports Entertainment. However, because if we're anything like Revy Sky, we're gonna have to pay them five thousand dollars for any time we talk about them. <laughs> oh, did you read about that? Apparently, yeah. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, they were like, did did, did they get the broken gimmick? And Jeff's just like, fuck, fuck no, they didn't. Uh, as Jeff Jarrett is always played by Jeff Foxworthy on this podcast. Um, <clears throat> and then Reby went on to went on to Twitter and just said, why you lying, Jeff Jarrett? We had agreement terms as of last week, including non-disparagement clauses to the tune of $5,000 every time I tweet something about TNA. But according to Jeff Jarrett, there's nothing? Well, okay, who's up for another run of hashtag fuck that owl shirts? Nope, that's not yes. how you do that. That's not how you do that. Do you have any idea? Apparently, um, I forget who it was. I think it was, uh, oh, it was, it was Cole Cabana's podcast was talking about how uh, Matt Hardy showed him the check. Or, like, showed him, like, the money that he they had made off the fuck that owl shirts. Oh. And he was just like, god damn, Matt Hardy. <laughs> Like they want... made they made fat the fattest bank off those shirts. Oh, oh I wouldn't doubt yeah. it. Yeah, I would. But uh, I wish like I, there would be no way in hell that you could get one of those shirts through to a TNA taping. But damn, I would just love the idea of half of the audience at a TNA taping with fuck that owl shirts. Well, that's what I was really hoping for at Slammiversary was as soon as that fucking owl bolted through the arena and landed on that pedestal. The crowd would just erupt with, fuck that owl! Which, to a wrestling fan, they'd be like, oh, funny, I get it. To someone who's never watched <laughs> TNA, and, like, T- TNA's taped at Universal Studios, and so they'll have people come in just like, I've never seen wrestling before, let's go check this out. Do you know how fucking weird that'd be? If an owl flew on stage and then the crowd just started screaming, fuck you, to the owl? What did that owl do to you? What the f- 
I don't understand this. This is straight. Pro wrestling's weird. They just sat there and yelled, fuck you, at an owl for about ten minutes. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Scotty, how much, uh, I know you just moved, but have you, have you, have you made a decent amount of money yet? <laughs> so much. <laughs> Because because uh, tickets dollars. tickets no tickets for Bola go on sale in in nine days so uh, <laughs> just you let so you if know you can, if you can if you can somehow buy them in the in the sixty seconds that they're available <laughs> and then somehow get your ass over to Reseda California you can see the greatest three nights of uh, of professional wrestling that will happen in this entire year. At this point, driving Wait, to California would be the easiest part of that plan. Well, I'm also, like, I'm really mad that Dylan said that before we got to where we need to put our Patreon plug, because fuck, that's a good lead into a Patreon plug. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody, on the side note, uh, pay into our Patreon so we can send Scotty to places where Scotty can can wear our merchandise that no one will recognize and make a bit of a fool of himself. It'll be great. Like, oh, like when I met Dalton Castle yep. in a Momoa Club shirt, and he was yeah. just like, What's the Momoa Club? And I'm like, he's a wrestler from a universe you've never heard of. And he's like, mm, I like it. Okay. Ooh, fine. <laughs> cool. awesome. All right. Bye. Wait, who said that? Dalton Castle. Dalton oh, yeah. Like, mm, to okay. be fair. To be Dal- fair, that night, Dalton Castle, who like probably weighed an extra two pounds with the amount of spray tan he was wearing. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, I got the Bullet Club to sign a Momoa Club shirt. And then, I don't know if we talked about this on uh, BS, Blake, but I think this is the first time we brought it up on Fight Boys. Um, for those of you who don't know, the character of Momoa Curry was inspired by uh, Aquaman. So he was named both after Arthur Curry, Momoa's, or uh, Aquaman's real name, and then Jason Momoa, the actor playing Aquaman. And we were sitting in line, and a guy fucking walks up to me, looks at the Momoa Club shirt, and just goes, Momoa Club, man, that's awesome. Like, Jason Momoa, I'm like... Yeah? You no, know, it's like a guy from a... No, fuck it, yeah, Jason Momoa. He goes, man, that guy, he would love that, man. Can I take a picture of that? And I go... Yeah, and so he takes a picture of the Momoa Club shirt, and he goes, I'm going to send that to him right now. So Jason Momoa may have seen one of our pieces of merch. Uh, little did you know, that was actually his half-brother, William Momoa Curry. <laughs> He's just like, I'm really into that. Yeah. I'm going to change my no, last name. No, 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 he tweeted it. <laughs> no, I'd love it if he uh, texted it to him, and he said, Jason, Jason, you know that shirt you've been looking for? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> and, then I went, and then I went back to the future. That's what it's happened. A, yeah, exactly. So do we need to discuss the fact that Enzo Bore got kicked off a bus and Big Cass is really into Donald Trump? Cause shit, that all came out at once. Yep. I would like to See, say one of those things. One of those things I can I can really, actually, kind of both of those things. I can see how like uh, Enzo's character is probably like the same thing he is in real life, where he's just like has no filter and probably oh, just yeah. says dumb shit all the time. That wrestlers are just like, man, fucking like I don't want to ride with this guy. <laughs> yeah. But Meanwhile, Big the... Cass, I could hear him be like, he's gonna make America great again. Thanks, does Cass. That mean that, wait, does, can... that mean that Car- does that mean that Carmella is also a Trump supporter? 
Oh no, I don't you say that about my sweet baby girl. Actually, don't you say that about yeah, my precious baby. I actually don't know. Now look, here's the thing. We might like know that like the big narrative is that the war the things are super divided and stuff like that. But there are a lot of people that's like, this is my fiance and this is me. And he's a Donald Trump supporter and I'm not. Well, look, this is a good little sitcom we've got going here, except it's happening all across the country. So it, but, uh, it's not that it's not as like out there as people really think it is. So question. But, so so with all the heat that uh, that Enzo has, um, is that where do you, where, like where does this factor into his booking? Because he's booked as like the the best talker currently. On Raw, because he just Morris. fucking is. However, the worst, the worst wrestler currently on Raw is also Enzo Amore. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he has got a very, he is like pa- Paul Heyman, Enzo Amore, as far as guys I don't want to see but wrestle, but also want to hear talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. I really um, feel like I really feel like they need to move him into a managerial spot. And if, oh, Titus, yeah. and if Titus Brand wasn't currently fucking up the idea of like bringing a bunch of people into like a stable. Of, pe- of, like, rejects, I would be like, yo, like, I could see him starting, like, a, a mini gang thing. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. The, Zo- yeah. the, Zogo, oh, my, but, the Zogos. Oh, no, no, Dylan, you'd like this, though. Um, since I'm back in Alabama, me and Blake can actually hang out, and I've been, I don't know, I've been trying to slim down, so I haven't been able to eat a lot recently. So, like, the past few weeks, I have not gotten any food in me at all. But me and Blake went out. We, have you ever been to a Stevie B's? It's like a pizza place. No. Oh, really? It's really good. And, like, it's basically know, like, a we, CC's, but with some good pizza. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. And, I, you know, I haven't eaten in so many weeks. And so I was just sitting there staring at that buffet table. And all I could think to myself was, Feed me! More! Okay, I'm going Blake, you message me whenever he's done with this bullshit, okay? I'm going I'm <laughs> I'm to leave the room. The oh. weekly podcast within a podcast where we respond to conversations with the big guy where, you know, Ryback's been in hiding. He hasn't had that many uh, things for the past couple weeks. But fuck, he came out of the gates this week. Of course he did. Yeah. Um, is this what is is this what gets you off in your personal life, Scotty? <laughs> like, it's not like the divas or anything. Like, like, no. like women, you're just like, ah, oh, Ryback tweeted something stupid. Oh, oh, Scotty's got oh, a tweet like, deck set everywhere. up for Ryback. That's a whole show. No, I've told you, I've told this multiple times. I just go through, look at wrestling news, and. Pretty much, he's got a good ratio of, I'm gonna find a fucked up Ryback mm-hmm. story in there somewhere. There's about a 75% chance. We've got Google alerts. There's you guys talk about the, wait, 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 speaking of, speaking of people, how's Dustwatch going? Because he's, he's PWG champion. Have we, have, have we like... I did tweet at him, congratulating him about being PWG, but I did not encourage him to follow us. I was trying to be very earnest in that moment. <laughs> but don't you dare try to t- break away from this fucking Ryback story. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm a... Ryback on a recent podcast said, I remember seeing my buddy, one of my great friends in life, Mark Carano. He actually showed me the WrestleMania card early. They kind of have an idea of what they want to do, obviously, ahead of time. And they had on it, Ryback, 
versus the Ultimate Warrior. What? <laughs> this was before the Warrior died. I, I, I assume so. <laughs> right back at WrestleMania 31, you're gonna face Ultimate Warrior. What? Isn't he dead? Fuck it, I'll do it. Okay, but Sue, what if this wasn't WrestleMania you know, 30? You know, who, you know who was? See, see the the better joke there uh, would have been the fact that they're like, no, you're not going to face the Ultimate Warrior. You're going to face the Renegade. Oh, wait, no, he is already dead. He, he sadly committed suicide years ago. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, what if at WrestleMania 30, if they're like, Ryback, you're going up against the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior who, in retrospect, we knew died two days later. <laughs> what if the Ultimate Warrior died at WrestleMania? What if Ryback killed the Ultimate Warrior? <sighs> then he would have been the real legend killer. <laughs> no, and then Ryback... That's what happened. Ryback consumed the Ultimate Warrior spirit, and that's, and that's why Ryback says all this crazy shit nowadays to make up for it. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I like how the Ultimate Warrior's wife responded on, on Twitter just basically calling Ryback a bitch. Oh, no, 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 it's great. Uh, let's say, uh, firstly, Dana Warrior, who is probably just as crazy as Warrior. Not true. It always saddens me when people tell untruths on a man's grave to promote their lives. Do your own work. Firstly, just say lies. She's a, Not true. When they tell alternate facts. Fake news. And at which point, the big guy responds. Um, the two hour and six minute and 39 second mark to be exact. Hope all is well, Dana. So Ryback, the big jacked up fucking muscle head, was just like, bitch, let me just show you what I'm talking about here. Alright, I'm just saying. At which point, Dana Warrior, with the ultimate fucking bitch slap of the evening, I'm well, Ryan, cultivating a legacy, not living in fantasy. Exo, heart, Dana. Oh! This is beautiful. Oh. Even Dana Warrior was just like, yo, fuck you, Ryback. Just fuck. Hey, Blake, I just yeah. want to let you know for, uh, I'm on Ryback's website right now, and I just want to let you know that for your uh, birthday, I'm definitely getting you some Wake Up Unlimited Energy pre-workout in pink lemonade flavor. Oh my god, and yes. <laughs> and uh, if you want to help me afford to get this $45 fucking bucket of pre-workout, why don't you head on over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com, go to the Fight Boys section, and pick up a shirt. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, merch.aloadofpurebs.com is where you can get all the shirts for all the wonderful BS Network shows, for a load of BS, for Quizzle Corp, and for the Fight Boys. We have shirts for the Fight Boys. We have some lovely uh, Fight Boy logo shirts. We have a shirt letting everybody know that you're a Fight Boy for a lot. I just not thought we need to make Fight Girls shirts, don't we? Yeah, we really do. And we, of course, <laughs> in addition to the probably brand new Fight Girls shirts that I'm going to have to make as soon as I get done recording this fucking podcast, we have shirts for the JWF. For all your favorite JWF wrestlers, we have a shirt for uh, for the BS, for the BWO, and the brand new Brunch Boy Baron Corbin shirt, which uh, does not say Baron Corbin anywhere on it, or else we would be sued out the fucking ass. 
but does it just say brunch boy bc no it just says hashtag brunch boy and it says brunch is for men which i really wish mm-hmm. i had and that, it's, uh, it's not for baron corbin it's for baron corbin baron corbin but yeah all of that is available over at merch a load of purebs.com in the fight boy section ladies and gentlemen now a lot of people have been talking shit on the fact that wwe now basically does a pay-per-view like every, every two weeks every two weeks mm-hmm. but you mean it's exactly like it was in 2007 2008 uh, 2009 oh yeah. and 10 <laughs> well but but as a man who has to come up with shit to talk about on a pro wrestling podcast fuck i'm happy because they're just like every two weeks like what up, bitch? Here's some stuff. And I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. Because I had no idea what we were going to talk about. You want bastard sons? We got them. It's going strong <laughs> for 20 years. Bastard sons. We got them bastard sons. <laughs> to be fair, um, this is a huge step up from Hornswoggle being Vince McMahon's illegitimate child. They, yeah. Okay, hold on. I just want to... I, I guess we should be said we're talking about the fact that Jason Jordan is now Kurt Angle's child. But I just want to address the fact that a man who once on television said, not a fan of the black people, currently has a black son. I would like to point out that he did stalk Charmel during the early 2000s, and, you know, that's not quite enough time for Jason Jordan, but, like, it's close. It's close close. enough, bro. I'll give it. I'll allow it. I just want to know, like, so, like, American Alpha is now dead in the water. Like... Which has to be the greatest fuck up of like a really good tag team I've ever seen in WWE. Well, oh yeah, I mean, well, no, the Asc- now the Ascension were kind of shitty in the ring. Anyway, but, how like, they dare were- you <laughs> talk about my special boy? He wasn't talking about a specific boy, just the Ascension as a team. You're right. Victor's really weighing him down. Connor really needs to break out on his own and become world heavyweight champion. Yeah. Yeah, he'll become world heavyweight champion in some flea market in Delaware. Now, <laughs> what I was saying is because American Alpha showed up, became SmackDown Tag Team Champions, were given no personality and no, like, talking smack time to ever develop that personality, and now Chad Gable's just kind of on his own. I would also mm-hmm. like to point out that, like, after the announcement was made, Gable tweeted out just, What? Like, <laughs> as if he had no idea what was happening. He's like, oh, yeah. what am I supposed yet, to do? Corey Graves did. <laughs> Corey Graves did. Yeah, Corey Graves was like, Jason Jordan and I have been have been good friends. That's why I was in all the same texts. And I want I want you to go be able to like show up and be like, bro, no, bro, wh- bro. When did Corey Graves become become the WikiLeaks of Raw? No, no, no. I, this is going to lead to Corey Graves and Jason Jordan forming their own team, American Metro. Uh, <laughs> is that like is that like how uh, Ricochet and Rich Swan formed the Inner City Machine Guns? <laughs> the Inner City Machine Guns, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, back to Battleground, which is this Sunday, in addition to the Big Balls JWF pay-per-view this Saturday. Um, so I guess it's time for the JWF... Not JWF, but it's time... For the Fight Boys prediction series, ladies and gentlemen. We really where... do have to do one of these every two weeks. Yeah, uh, right? A question. How did how did, uh, how did that last one shake out? Which one of us won? Um, well, 
my personal favorite thing was the fact that we definitely all said Finn Balor would win the match between Bray Wyatt <laughs> no, no, and no. Seth No, no, no. I said that Bray Wyatt would win, and then you people, you two both picked somebody that wasn't in the match. <laughs> Uh, I, I remember, I, I remember you. reading, I remember reading about that online, being like, "Oh God, I can't wait to do the podcast and be like these two motherfuckers <laughs> thinking they're such smart marks picked a motherfucker who wasn't even in the match." Don't like, even well, don't start with me, you like, boys. Oh, who's hold gonna... up, hold up, you guys who are like, "Oh, there's no way that there's gonna be a clean ending to the Cass and Enzo match. There's gonna be a DQ. Well, Big well, Cass isn't gonna go over clean in a minute and a half." Holla at your boy. How dare you do such a fucking accurate impression of me. <laughs> Secondly, I don't go back and check because there's not really stakes on it. No. Like, I talk to one of my friends and they go, so what happens? Like, who, 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 like, if you lose, do you have to do something, like, intense? And I'm like, fuck, we're not what culture? We have to do no, this every just... two weeks. Because we have to do it every two weeks, right. All right, let's rock these predictions. Yep. Uh, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens, the new face of the old face of America versus the new new face of America. Um, I'm gonna give it to my boy AJ again. Yeah, it's got AJ's got to keep it because I've, I've heard they're possibly doing a gimmick change for Kevin, so I don't know. Uh, okay. To what though? Like he's only been the face of America. Like he's only been rocking that for like three months. And it did not work. No offense. True. It true. was it was very weird. And also on a show that definitely also has Rusev and Jinder Mahal, you don't need a third, like, hey, fuck America guy. <laughs> to be fair, do... Rusev was the third fuck America guy, and Jinder Mahal was the second fuck America guy. Kevin Owens was the first fuck America guy. Yeah. But now they're he like, was the originator. The worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but probably probably AJ. I don't know what Kevin's going to go to, but I hope it involves him beating Randy Orton for the heavyweight championship so I can find SmackDown actually enjoyable. Uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus our good good town brunch boy, Baron Corbin. Hmm. Good work, Blake. Yep. Nak- Nakamura because Corbin has nothing to lose because he has mm-hmm. the briefcase. Does have the and like they case. need yeah. to and they and they have they have so far royally screwed up Nakamura. Nakamura should have been dominant from the beginning. He should have destroyed Ziggler. He should have destroyed people in the or in the Money in the Bank match. Instead, they've turned him into the artist when all of the money was on if he had been the king of strong style. Like that would right. have set him apart. That would have made him like dominant. And instead, they're just like, now we're gonna focus on the Michael Jackson part <laughs> of this dude that literally knees people's heads in. Yep. I'll give yeah. I I just really want Nakamura to win. Yeah, I'm gonna say Nak. Um, Charlotte versus Becky versus Natalia versus Tamina versus Lana. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, there's no better way than to describe it than just oh fuck. Um, they're going on to face Naomi, aren't they? It, yeah, it's whoever becomes the number one contender to Naomi. So it's got to be a heel. Not necessarily. I've... Yeah, not necessarily. You could have basically Naomi be put on the show in a match with Lana. Then, oh wait, no, no, not Lana. Not uh, Lana. Anyone besides Lana? Uh, then you have fucking. So it's gonna be Carmella Lana. Carmella cash in. Carmella cash in, and then you could have a triple threat. Ugh. Well, big man, let me tell you something right now. When I look at these five women, 
there's only one who's genetically superior. Woo! And that's my daughter, Charlotte Flair. Woo! All right, great, great impression of what Ric Flair will sound like when he has dangers out. <laughs> no. All right, if you're picking Charlotte, I'm going to go with Becky. Okay. And Dylan's like, and I'm going to go with the logical answer. I'll go with, I'll go with Natalia. Natty. All right. Yeah. Um, Natty's 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 do something cuz like she was the head of the welcoming committee yeah. and like was trying to head that whole thing. Becky is the ultimate loser. They refuse to give her anything. <laughs> no, she is the sting of like she is fa- like women's sting of the WWE. Like constantly stabbed in the back and constantly just like undercut. I don't know what the end goal is. Apparently it's just to make her feel sad and make me sad because she looks like sad cuz she's my favorite. But no, if they need a heel, they'll go with Natalia, and then either uh, Carmella will cash in during that match or after that match when one of them wins. All right, uh, John Cena versus Rusev. Juan um, Cena. Juan. Fucking Juan better win. Like this is a match for America. This is it's a of course it is, and it's also a match against Rusev, which. I'm sorry, but it's just never... It's Cena. John Cena rocks. <laughs> Alright, so we got two Cenas and a... And a, I wish this match didn't happen. <laughs> uh, no, also, also Cena. Because Cena's... Here's the thing. is Rusev's also coming back off an injury. You're debuting him on SmackDown against, like, John Cena. Like, there's... Like, unless Cena wins because Rusev gets disqualified, there is no good way to end this. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Also, um, I'm writing all of my predictions down this time. Uh, yeah, because there's no way we have any recorded audio of what we're saying right now. I don't know if anybody would ever go back and listen to any of this. I mean, Scotty, you would. Scotty does. You have. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Scotty does. Scotty listens to his voice in ultra high death. <laughs> You know, some people use, like, ASMR or Bob Ross to go to sleep. I just pop on, like, an episode of Fight Boys, except since I have the original audio file, I can listen to it without you two fuckers in the background. It's like, nah, I don't know what they were saying. <laughs> uh, then we have the Usos versus the New Day. And New it's day. just, sim- yeah, New Day. New Day? New Day? I love New Day. Especially after they, well... I don't know. I was about to say after they owned in the rap battle, but no, the Usos uh, murdered them in the rap battle, so... Real hard. As soon as they brought up Xavier's whole uh, sex tape thing, I was like, ooh, it's over. It's Mm -hmm. over. Uh, uh, And then... So we all have New Day? Yeah. Yeah. And then, in our main event of the evening, Jinder Mahal versus the Randall Keith Orton. Versus the Randall. Is it is it bad that I want I want Randy to win it just so I don't have to see Jinder anymore? Well, like, no, actually, I, I want Jinder to do it just so something new will happen. But I know he'll still be the same character. There's no good answer. Can both of them die? Is that is that? A... I have <laughs> I have my answer, which is Randall Keith Orton after a devastating Punjabi prison match, just can't barely hits an RKO out of nowhere. He's defeated, he's broken, but he lays his hand across the chest of Jinder Mahal. One, two, 
three, and then you just hear brunch, 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 and out comes Baron Corbin with his briefcase in hand to cash in and defeat Randall Keith Orton to become your brunch champion. And actually, that would be that would be pretty. Nice. Uh, um, yeah, that would be. I don't know what's the what's the match for SummerSlam then. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship in a rematch. So uh, so so Randy Orton will have headlined four straight, five straight SmackDown pay-per-view main events. Seven if you count WrestleMania. Yeah. Eight if you count. Eight if you count Elimination Chamber. Basically, Randy Orton will have been in every main event. Wait. Or SmackDown this year. Okay, hold on. I got this. I know what's going to happen. So, the ending happens just like you say, Scotty. Um, Corbin cashes in. The next night, or the next couple of nights on SmackDown, Orton comes out. He's like, I'm going to want that rematch. But then, John Cena comes out. And he's like, Randy, Randy, Randy. You've headlined the last four pay-per-views. Um, I think it's time for me to come back and uh, take my rightful spot and get my next championship, and then those two are going to have to go at it to see who gets the match at SummerSlam. Randall well, Keith Orton versus John fucking Cena, number 217, the match we all want to see. Well, the problem you're having with that is the fact that, well, there's two men who's going to be holding a United States flag high during this, and it's John Cena, and it's also uh, the face that runs the place, AJ Styles, and so they're going to battle at SummerSlam to see who is the king of America. <laughs> the country boy that runs the country. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, do we all say Randy? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Randy, but Scotty... I think we need to set a precedent. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna call like for a cash in, that's like an extra point you're gonna be wagering. Yeah, that's an extra point. Yeah, you get the extra point. But if it doesn't, then you lose a point. I'm I call yeah. I call Randy. I call Randy no cash in. I believe they're gonna save Baron's cash in for something else, and that it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when the rematch will be with. Jinder are probably on like the next SmackDown after so they can get it out of the way but then for Wrestlemania it'll be like Randy versus any other heel I believe that they have finally <laughs> learned their lesson oh shit no wait no wait hold on I'm actually fuck can I change my answer I think yeah. I actually know what the I think I actually know what the SummerSlam match is um okay. I'm pretty sure that Jinder actually wins it and then he goes on to play face scene at SummerSlam and then Baron cashes in Okay. Ooh. So I will call Jinder Mahal to win the Punjabi prison match. A, because if you don't have the Indian guy win the the Punjabi prison match, then fuck it. Just never bring it back. <laughs> Let me do a little bit of investigation. Uh, oh, wait. That's right. The first Punjabi prison match, they were both supposed to have Kali. Um, but the first one did not. So there was no Indian man in the first Punjabi prison match. And so it ended up being Big Show versus The Undertaker. The second Punjabi prison match was Kali versus Batista. And so Batista won that one. So this would be the first ever man of Indian descent, Canadian Indian descent, to win a Punjabi prison match. Yeah. Well, he's due. Yeah. 
Yep, we're going for it. I'm going for it. Oh. All right. Well, that's uh, we've got a few good ones there. And uh, you know what else is a good one, ladies and gentlemen? Patreon.com slash fightboys. Get me to fucking Bola. Mm-hmm. All I want is to be at Bola right now, and I'm not. But, ladies and gentlemen, Patreon.com is just... It's a lovely website where you can donate a little bit of cash to help us out every single month because the podcast costs a little bit of money. And if we're entertaining you, we would just like a little bit of a kickback. It's okay if you don't, if you can't, we understand. But if you can't, any support would help us over here. And we do have perks for you over at patreon.com slash fightboys. That's right. And they're all related to the greatest... Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Donate a dollar, and you will become a JWF jobber. We will put you in an episode. You will get jobbed out instantly. But you know what? You'll be there. You'll be there. You'll be amazed. You'll be like Canada Charlie. We'll say your name and everything else. Donate $5, ladies and gentlemen. And you'll be a mid-carder. You can be like Scott Moore, the current JWF cash-in-the-bag briefcase holder. That's right. He donated $5, and yet all of a sudden, he is on his way to possibly defeating the Dylan for the JWF World Heavyweight Champion. I know I I bring this up every time, but but the phrase cash-in-the-bag briefcase (laughs) has to be the most trash-bag wrestling promotion thing that we that we have done for JWF. Oh yeah, it really yeah. has. Outside and of naming one of our pay-per-views Big Balls <laughs> with a Z. We established it last week. Yep. It has to be Balls with a Z. Uh, <laughs> and then of course, ladies and gentlemen, donate $30 and you'll be a JWF champion. You'll be on your way to possibly defeating our current JWF World Heavyweight Champion, the Dylan. Who knows? Who knows what could happen if you donate that, but you'll never know unless you go to patreon.com slash fightboys and Alf gentlemen it's time it's time for the JWF and last week's show kind of went off last week's show kind of went off with a bang yep some excitement we had an amazing rap battle between Tim Curry and Kid Rock where Kid Rock uh, honestly got owned let's be honest mm-hmm. Tim Curry blasted some lines we had uh we, of course, had Brunch Boy Baron, Cor- er, Baron Corbin forced to watch as Mamala Curry attacked and destroyed Canada Charlie backstage. But, of course, the big news that came out of all of this is the match made for the Big Balls pay-per-view. The match that may render the VWO gone. The dastardly VWO who have been running rampant this entire time. Well, a collection of men have banded together to stop it. And now I'm talking about the BS, the JWF Tag Team Champions, and of course, our JWF Champion, the Dylan. They've all banded together, and these boys, these boys that love to to fight, these fight boys, if you will, they've made it again the BWO an ultimatum. They will face them this Sunday. Saturday at the Big Balls pay-per-view. And if the VWO lose, then they will be forced to leave. But of course, these fight boys know you gotta give a little incentive. So if the VWO win, they will become number one contenders to all of the championships in the JWF. It's a deadly risk. But our JWF champion, he's in the ring to let us know a little bit more about it. Let's go to the ring. 
So, um, oh, right, I forgot this mic's not actually plugged in. So, the, uh, the VWO are walking around here thinking that they, uh, they own the place, which is hard to believe considering they blow all of their money on shitty vaping equipment and their, uh, their juices that smell like somebody pissed into a bottle that was already filled with, like, you know, dried uh, leaves and maybe some sticks. So, they're walking around trying to make a name for themselves, and they thought that they would fight me. Very interesting choice, gentlemen, and I use that term as loosely as humanly possible since I don't believe any of you can be considered men at all because I have seen the way that you act both here and outside. But, nonetheless, they decided that they were going to try to, you know, reach for the stars, try and, you know, take control. And so far, they have failed, because that's what happens when all you do is vape and make stupid references about your dick. So, this Sunday, I'm going to help put an end to them forever. And granted, BS is going to be there, and they're weird sidekick mascot zero generation whatever his name is um they're gonna come along we're gonna put an end to this and then this company's gonna keep going the way it was with me holding this prop belt and you know leading this company to some modicum of oh no dylan might not be doing well right now because that numbers game is going to catch up to them. The, B the BS are not in the ring right now, but the VWO are coming out, and... Oh my god! The VWO have the BS, they're tossing them at ringside, they've beaten them down, they're bruised, they're bloodied. And it looks like Griffin Clouds is getting in the ring, and he's got a microphone, he's got a message for the Dylan. Hmm, so, Dylan... You think that teaming up with those BS boys right here is going to help you with this whole numbers game? You think the VWO is some math problem that you can just fix by adding in some extra useless bodies like Blake and Scotty's? Well, we're not. Because we're always going to have that little extra edge, Dylan. Us good vape boys, we're just always one step ahead of you. And just when you think you've got us beat with your little buddies here, all we have to do is blow some sick cotton into that face of yours and leave you blind, deaf, dumb, and stupid. So how's about me and the boys give you a little preview of Saturday's next coming attractions? And brothers, if you will. Oh my god. Oh my god, Justin and Travis, they picked up... They picked up Blake and Scotty. They're about to hit him with an undervapor, but... Oh my god. Oh! The BS boys with two upper dickers! They've hit the B... They've hit the BWO with some upper dickers! Griffin looks shocked and appalled as his brothers fall to the ground and turns around to an upper dicker from the originator himself, Dylan! Oh my god, it looks like looks like Blake and Scotty have gotten to the ring, holding their hands high. Looks like the Dylan has topped these BS boys a little bit extra from his repertoire. They all know how to punch those dicks and take them out. My god!
an impressive display from these fight boys. Uh, let me tell you something. I think I think the BWO might have their might have their card pulled this this Saturday. What do you think, boys? Can might just possibly I, happen. I, I, I think Griffin Cloud's vape is filled with helium. Yeah, mm. it, it happened. <laughs> it's what happens. It's NBD. NBD, bro. Um, but yeah, that's that's a, an amazing display from them. But of course, we're not talking about the... Uh, those aren't the only champions we have to worry about. We also have to worry about the JWF Celebrity Championship. And of course, weeks ago... A man we never thought we'd see in the company again, Kid Rock, returned to attack our JWF celebrity champion, Tim Curry. And ever since then, they've they've been going back and forth. They've had rap battles. They've had all of this, this le almost levity. And so that's why we've sent our head reporter, Honeypot McDude, to sit down with them and get some real answers from these men in a, in a pre-taped interview we had done earlier today. Let's go listen to that. Hello, Honeypots McFidget Spinner here. Um, I want to take you two gentlemen back to an episode of JWF War just five weeks ago. Tim, you were facing Guy Fieri in a championship match. A kid, you were disguised as one of Guy's henchmen. Uh, just tell me, what was going through your minds in that moment that the hood came off? It was, it was like seeing a ghost. I never expected to see Kid in this ring again, let alone assaulting me from my title. I felt betrayed. I beat him, and he swore to never return, and yet there he was in front of me. Had I lost, I would have stayed away. I would have maintained my promise, but I guess Kid had other plans. I see, I see... Um, so, uh, kid, what was going through your mind? <laughs> Just revenge. Uh, mm, uh, re revenge for what, exactly? Revenge for forcing me away from this sport. Revenge for possibly stopping me from ever winning that JWF celebrity title again. Revenge for all, for all the lies. Lies? What are you talking about? Lies? I've never uh, lied. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I if I may, we need to move on to our next question. Uh, now, kid, this is your first match back in a JWF ring in some time, and it's a cage match. Uh, how are you approaching this? Uh, are you afraid of any possible ring rust? <laughs> Man, it's just... It's like riding a bike. I mean, the minute I stepped back into the ring, it all came rushing back, and... As far as ring rust is concerned, I'll be honest, just because I haven't been in the JWF doesn't mean I haven't been beating wholesale ass across this country in the meantime. You know, I ain't never been the most technical wrestler, ain't, ain't had the prettiest moveset, so I ain't got to worry about nothing rusting, you know what I'm saying? My shit was rusted before I left, so... Uh, uh, and, Tim, how are you approaching this cage match? Uh, one of your first you've had in quite some time. Well, to be honest, I'm going to do what I always do. Just go out to that ring and feed off the JWF universe. Ah, shut up. What? What exactly is it that you have such a problem with? 
you. That's what I got a problem with. Because if there's one thing that brought me back to this company, it's this. Every time I sat at home and heard that crowd cheering for Tim Kirby, chanting your name, I couldn't help but think, why, why can't they see through it? Can't, can't they see through what? All this, all this bullshit you put up. Let me tell you, you must be one hell of an actor to convince these people that you're a good man. You come out, you smile, you wave, and somehow you got those idiots to think that you're a godsend yourself. But I'm going to be honest with you. I can see through all your bullshit. And I think the audience is starting to as well. And that scares you, Tim. That scares you because all you've ever wanted was for someone to love you, someone to care about you, someone to cheer your name and you put on that face, and you fake that attitude because you know for a fact no one would ever love you if they saw what you really are. But I've seen it. I've seen what you really are. I've seen that darkness inside of you. I've seen you beat down Guy Fieri with hate and fire in your eyes, and I knew one universal truth. You loved that. So you keep on faking. You keep on hiding who you really are because that's the difference between us. You hide who you truly are in me. Well, I am whatever I say I am. And I am Kid Rock. I am the king of Detroit. And after this Saturday, I will be the JWF Celebrity Champion. Oh my god, tough words. I, I, very. That's, that's the important thing about these kind of interviews is the fact that you don't see all this. You don't really see why Kid Rock has been doing this, but now you kind of oh. see it. In all honesty, I honestly think I see what he's saying. When you look back at the... If you look back at the last pay-per-view, Tim Curry coming out dressed as... Pennywise is this wicked creature attacking. You can kind of see the evil inside Tim Curry, and it does scare me. I'm going to be honest with you. What do you guys think? Well, I'm going to be honest. I think that uh, Kid Bray Wyatt Rock uh, has brought a new energy to um, this <laughs> Um, I'm not, now, as, as a man who might have possibly written that promo, I'm not saying what inspired me, but yeah. I do love the idea of turning Kid Rock into Bray Wyatt. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I think, uh, what do we think? Is Tim Curry going to come out this, this Saturday? You got the big balls pay-per-view. Is he going to bring that, that evil that Kid Rock is going to talk about? Or is he going to try to impress the crowd? I don't understand. I think Tim Curry could bring any number of energy that he wanted to and any of his memorable characters. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Nigel Thornberry out there next week on Saturday. Alright, well, that, that's... What are you thinking, Dylan? Um... I'm not really... I'm not even... Is, is the cage still made out of wheelchair parts? 
Oh yeah, of yep. course the cage is made of wheel. It, you can't really see the wheels of the wheelchair, but it is made of the metal of the wheelchairs. That's that's fantastic. Uh, no, I'm just looking forward to somebody getting their face smashed into that. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then, of course, moving on from that, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about one of the biggest feuds we've seen in recent months, and of course, that's that's a feud brewing between Momoa Curry and Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. Now, we already discussed earlier Baron Corbin does have a match against Shinsuke Nakamura, but I think the real match, the real tough match he has is against Momoa Curry this Saturday at the Big Balls pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, things have been to a head. It's almost like these two men have been so trading blows, not through hitting man. each other, but through hitting Canada Charlie. Just trying to destroy Canada Charlie and prove something to one another. I don't know what they're trying to prove, but Momoa Curry is in the ring right now, and it looks like he does have a message for Brunch Boy, Baron Corbin. About everything I did talk what I did last week, should remind you of the first lesson of Samoa. I'm not just a man. I'm not just a god. I am your god. And anyone who dares disrespect me would be smited instantly. Buried into the ground by my spirit. And this is a little at the big balls of pay-per-view. You will respect me. You will fear me. And you will know my name is the Lord. We're not. Is that Brunch Boy? Brunch? Oh, Brunch Boy, he's come to the stage! He's, co- he's coming out to the ring, he's got a microphone! Oh, thank God he was interrupting that Pulp Fiction reference. <laughs> yeah, we would've got sued, I think. <laughs> you know something, Momoa? You're right. I did watch that footage. Just over and over and over again, and what you did to Canada Charlie, who still holds a victory over your head, by the way, NBD, it was astounding. You left him laying, unable to move, unable to stand. And it reminded me of a few weeks ago when I used that very same spear that you love to talk so much about. And I left him laying, unable to move, unable to stand. So I had an idea, an idea that Captain Tibbs absolutely loved. He loved it because you see Momoa. This Saturday, I don't want to beat you. I don't want to pin you. I want to make you feel like Canada Charlie felt. I want to leave you laying, unable to move, unable to stand. Because I'm going to make sure everyone in the JWF universe knows that you, you're just a man. And I'm just a man. But this Saturday, I will be the last man standing. Oh, oh my god. The first ever JWF last man standing match announced between Momoa Curry and Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. It's going to happen this Saturday at the Big Balls pay-per-view. And oh my god, Momoa Curry, he's 
speared Brunch Boy into the ground. He's come pummeling him. He's rolled to the outside and he's grabbing. Oh my god. He's got it. He's got the Brunch Bat. Brunch Boy Baron Corbin's trusty bat. He's walked into the ring. He's begun crushing Brunch Boy's kneecaps in. Poor Brunch Boy is walking in pain. And Momoa picks him back up. Hits another spear. Hits another spear and another one. My god, Brunch Boy seems broken in two. And Oh, Momoa grabs a microphone. Because this seems at the end of the match. I get to watch as you slowly realize how wrong if you give it all I get to watch as you begin to get Oh my god, the very intense words from Momoa Curry. I don't know, I think Brunch Boy might have bitten off a little bit more than he could chew at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what are you gentlemen thinking at this point? Uh, you know what? I think that Momoa Curry is more scared than he's ever been because, you know what? With the fact that he's been beaten so much in recent memory when he went so long being undefeated, I don't I don't know if he can take it. It, it is a bit of a strange thing. And, of course, um, Dylan, you you uh, you faced Momoa Curry. You faced Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. What are you thinking about this? couple of fat asses. <laughs> I really like that the character of the Dylan is slowly becoming Scott Steiner. Just some fat asses. I'm going to start driving uh, a golf cart threatening to run people over. <laughs> so, uh, Dylan, what would you learn this week? Um, I I've learned that you have an unhealthy obsession with Ryback Reeves. I, I think that should have been known. That's I feel disappointed that you're just now learning this. Uh, Blake, I, I what mean, did you no, learn? no, no. I'm learning like the depths of it. Before, I thought it was just like a mild, like, oh, we're gonna do this. But like, like the the fact that you're you're you 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 tried real hard on that segue lets me know <laughs> that you're. So, so Blake, what did you learn? I learned that uh, Griffin vapes helium. Yeah, and I learned that um, if you write out promos instead of just trying to make them up on the spot, they turn out really nice and really intense. Um, not saying any of that was scripted, by the way. Kayfabe, kayfabe, kayfabe. Uh, Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Uh, <laughs> Blake, where can they find you? At Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, and I do another podcast with Scotty. It's called a load of BS. <laughs> and, of course, Blake, you'd also be found on the Darkroom Vidya YouTube page, correct? D-I-D-Y-A Vidya. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. That's QuezelCorp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. If you're ever curious what the mind behind the JWF, like, does when given a sci-fi weird fantasy world, well, QuezelCorp is where you can go check that out. 
Um, make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. That way we can get climb those iTunes charts faster and faster. Make sure to check out all the great podcasts on a load of purebs.com. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. You can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash fightboys. Find us on Twitter at the Fight Boys Show. Follow us on Facebook. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you are a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.